Why do Christians struggle to make ends meet? Deuteronomy 8.18 tells us that God gave us the power to create wealth. But if that's the case, why aren't all Christians wealthy? Why do so many struggle financially? On today's show, I'm going to give you four strategies for thriving in difficult economic times. Just as God intended. It's time to turn your dream into bold action. As a Christ-centered coach and mentor to women changing the world, I firmly believe that we all have a gift given to us by God, and we are meant to share that gift with the world. Your gift was given to you to help make others' lives better. Let's turn your passion into an authentic and profitable business that reflects who you are at your core. Welcome to the Dream Launcher Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Ferrara. It's no secret that the economy has been struggling in recent years. Job losses, foreclosures, rising prices of everything. It's just made it difficult to live. And so many people struggle with making ends meet. Those that were already struggling before are struggling even more now. Companies are actually bracing for even harder times this year and many are putting hiring on a total freeze. They're just not gonna fill open positions. That means if you do have a job, you're probably gonna take on more work because of those unfilled positions, those jobs that are just sitting there waiting for somebody that's not coming. I've been there and I know the frustration firsthand. I know how it leads to so much burnout because you've taken on so much more when you were already giving so much. It can leave you really defeated and uninspired, ready to just give up, quit, or not put in the effort that you used to because it doesn't seem to matter. The pile on your desk just keeps getting higher and higher with more work to do. However, there are still plenty of opportunities out there for those who are willing to look for them. Opportunities that allow you to use your God-given gifts to thrive with creativity and to use what God has given you to inspire you and create joy in your life. You don't even have to quit your current job to do it. It might be the thing that gives you that outlet of excitement and that outlet of creativity that makes the rest of it more bearable. I want to share with you today four tips that I think will help you thrive in this difficult economy that we're in. So let's get started with tip number one, get educated. In episode 16, I talked about the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is receiving information. It is gaining information, learning new things. Wisdom is taking action on that, actually putting it out there, doing the thing that you learned. And now is the time to take action. It starts by being teachable and seeking out new learning opportunities. Knowledge and continuous learning will set you apart and give you options if you actually take action on what you learn. The key is to make sure that you have the skills and the knowledge that employers actually need. And this doesn't always mean a formal college education. And I'm proof of that. I've been working in the corporate world since my early 20s. I've been a highly paid project manager for over 20 years, and I don't have a college degree. 
I do, however, have an eagerness to learn and a determination to work with excellence. And I have been given opportunities because of that. When my son was in high school and considering careers and getting his first job, I remember telling him that he just needed to put in 10% more effort than those around him for his boss to believe and think and see that he was a rock star. And I think that's true today. I think it's almost even more true today because I hear stories about today's workforce and I'm blown away by the lack of care in some of them. I don't see it where I work necessarily, but I think in retail and some of those entry-level jobs, there's a real lack of care for excellence and care for doing the job right. So if you come along and you care and you want to learn and you pick up skills quickly, you will shine. And it starts with education, with learning. Educate yourself. Learn marketable skills. One way to do that is to look for online courses on sites such as Coursera, Skillshare, or Udemy, and other learning platforms and individual trainers and coaches who offer courses that will teach you those marketable skills. Another way is to educate yourself through reading books. There are tons of books out there where you can learn coding, you can learn business skills, you can learn negotiation skills, all types of things that will improve the way that you work no matter where you work. Read books that increase your knowledge, like courses would, and also books that help retrain your brain, help you think differently, and expand what's possible for you. Some of my favorite books that have really helped me expand my mind and expand possibility are Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker, Wired to Hear, Connecting God's Voice to Your Life, Influence, and Career by Bob Hassan and Sean Bowles, and Evangelpreneur by Josh Tolley. I'll link all of these in the show notes. Tip number two, be willing to change industries. Sometimes the best jobs aren't where you are. They aren't in the industry that you're in, but your skill probably transfers to a different industry. If you're open to moving, you have a much better chance of finding work. Think outside the box of who, are, who an employer is. What do I mean by that? Most people look at large corporations when they're thinking about employment. But what about small business owners who need specialized skills? And a lot of times they don't, they don't care where you got the skill as long as you have it. They're not looking for a degree before they'll even interview you. They're looking for experience. They're looking for training, certifications, things that show that you have the knowledge they're even willing to train you if you're willing to learn. Small businesses need people who can run their social media accounts, that know how to run advertising and campaigns on Meta and other platforms. They need bookkeeping, high ticket sales skills, and so much more, just so they can focus on the things that matter to them and the things that they excel in, why they even started their business, the things they're good at. I have hired people to create my website, to manage my Pinterest account. I've hired bookkeepers, speaking. I've hired people to look for speakers for summits for me, just to do the research. And I've even hired somebody to clean my house just so I can focus on my business and not worry about are the, the mundane things getting done. Let them benefit 
from providing a skill to me that I don't even want to do. I even have a few clients today where I serve them through building and maintaining their website. It helps me keep my skills sharp and learn new skills when I have a client that wants an e-commerce platform. And maybe it's one I haven't worked with before. I get to learn something new and that excites me. So think about it. Get creative. There are many opportunities for those willing to be creative. For example, consider starting your own business. Maybe take the skills that you've used today out to the marketplace and train others how to do what you do. Apply for a similar job in a new industry. As I mentioned, those skills transfer. I've been a project manager for over 20 years now. I started out in banking, moved into project management for ancillary insurance, you know, life, disability, cancer policies, that kind of thing. I didn't sell insurance. I did the back-end stuff on the projects that they had to build new systems and create new processes. And now I'm in health insurance. Again, I don't sell insurance, but I help on the back end. All of those technical skills. I'm not technical, but I help make the projects happen. And like I said, skills are transferable. So as a project manager, it may be helpful for me to have some industry knowledge, but that's expertise that can be picked up at any time. I can pick that up along the way. As I take on a new project, I get to learn more about the industry. But the marketable, marketable skill that I have is the actual project management, being able to organize the tasks, keep people on task, understand risks, and manage budgets, and all of that that goes along with the project. I even use my project skills now in my business to manage myself, <laughs> whether it's managing getting the podcast out and published for you to listen to, or creating new courses to put inside the Dream Launcher membership, all of it is done in my mind in the same way that I manage a big million dollar project at work. It takes understanding the tasks, getting the task done, staying on track, and getting it out there, finishing the project. Another example of shifting industries is maybe becoming an affiliate marketer where you earn commission by selling other people's products. Maybe you don't have your own product or you don't want to develop your own course or come up with the idea or build a store necessarily. Being an affiliate marketer allows you to promote other people's products and you just get a small commission. Basically, they're paying you to advertise their product. Affiliate opportunities exist in just about every industry. The most successful affiliate marketers focus on a specific niche. So you're still going to identify as a business owner who promotes other people's products. Who are the people you want to sell to? Who are the people that you relate to? You understand their problems, their desires, what they need, the training that they need, whatever it is, the products that they need, the things that are going to make their life better. You understand them and then you go find the products and services that will help them. Those that will benefit and meet their needs, those very specific needs that they have. Where do these opportunities exist? Well, a lot of people kind of automatically go to Amazon, Amazon affiliate. And there are a lot of people that are making a great living by doing that. But other opportunities are being an affiliate for products you personally use. Those that you love. Courses you've taken that really helped you and helped you move forward in life. For example, I'm an affiliate for a few different courses that I've taken and products that I use within my business. And 
I promote those periodically to my audience. I also offer the opportunity for those who have taken my courses to be an affiliate for me. They can then take into their business, if they have a similar audience with similar needs, they can promote my courses to their audience, and then they get a commission. I pay them to advertise for me. It helps me grow my business, and it adds additional income streams for the women that work with me. And these options can be very profitable if done correctly. A couple of the advantages to affiliate marketing is that you're not developing your own stuff. So you can start with very little money and in your spare time. The key is to keep the products that you promote consistent with what your ideal client needs, what could benefit them, and what they would be interested in. Number three, be frugal. I know you don't want to hear it, but you're probably spending money you don't need to spend on things that you don't need. <laughs> One of the best ways to thrive in a difficult economy is actually to be frugal with your money. There's no need to overspend when you can save and invest your money. If you're going to spend, spend it on things that will improve your life and invest in your education in ways that I mentioned in tip number one. Frugal doesn't mean don't spend any money. It just means that you don't waste your money, that you truly think about every penny that you spend and decide, is it worth it? A few tips for living a frugal life. Number one, make a budget and stick to it. Create a realistic budget by analyzing your income and your expenses. Decide how much you're going to spend each month, what you need to spend for those essentials, right? And non-essentials. It's okay for you to still have fun when you're on a budget. You just have to budget for it. Save or invest the remaining money to build small passive income streams and an emergency fund. Remember that investing doesn't always mean that you're in the stock market game. You get to invest in yourself. A small passive income stream could be something you're selling on Etsy that's a downloadable that you don't have to put a lot of effort into it. Their search engine does the work for you, but you've got it up there and you have a little bit of income coming in from that. It could be that you're investing in your education. Maybe you buy a course to learn how to sell on Etsy. Those types of things are important and great ways to, to insure yourself against that down economy. Because I'll tell you this, even when things are bad, when it seems like nobody has any money, people still buy what they want. They'll even forego some of the things they need to buy something that they want because it makes them feel good, because it makes them feel better, because they're ready to improve themselves. They may scrimp somewhere else so that they can make their life better. Buy used instead of new. Not everything has to be new, shiny, to be useful. You don't have to buy the new car if there's a two-year-old car that's just as good and will get you around and probably save you several thousand dollars plus whatever in interest, right? So not everything has to be new. Maybe it's look. Maybe you enjoy the thrill of the hunt at thrift stores or at discount stores, and that's fantastic. Keep in mind that you can get some really great quality things at resale shops, like on Poshmark or Facebook Marketplace. Or we have several resale shops around here in Central Arkansas that are wonderful places to shop because they've got great quality clothes and accessories and. You don't have to pay retail prices for them. Cut back on your cable bill. This one can be pretty simple. My husband and I actually, I actually did this recently. We shut off cable. We still have internet, obviously. 
I run a business and I work from home most of the time. Gotta have internet. But we got rid of the cable and we got to save about $150 a month with that. We use Hulu Live and of course we have Netflix and several of the other specific streaming services that we were already paying for anyway. So we didn't really add anything new. We just shifted how we got live TV, really, and some of our cable shows that we watch. But we got to save money on that. And I know that that's a way that a lot of people are going these days. And I think that it's a great way to save a couple hundred dollars a month. And then my final tip for being frugal is to really eliminate unnecessary expenses. I do this a few times a year. I take a close look at my spending. I look at those recurring expenses, those recurring charges, those things that we don't even think about because maybe it's $9, $12, $15, $20, but it's every single month. And those things add up. I think recently all of those individual charges, like they were close to $200 a month for me. I look at those and I say, what do I actually use? Even if I use it, do I really need it? Do I have duplication? Can I get the same thing from another thing I'm paying for or free? And eliminate the things that you just don't need anymore, especially the ones you're not using. If you're paying for an app that you don't use anymore, cancel it. But you're not really paying attention to it because it's just automatically coming out of your account. So it's important to evaluate that. I probably do that quarterly, I would say. And usually there's a couple things that I've found that I can eliminate because I realize I'm not using them. So just remember, living a frugal life doesn't mean being miserable. It doesn't mean you're living as if you have no money at all. It just means that you're very aware of where the money is being spent, how it is being spent, and why it's being spent. My final tip, tip number four, stay positive. This is my favorite tip. One of the most important things that you can do to thrive in economically challenging times is to stay positive, to not let it get you down. You may have to face reality, sure, but we got to remember that our joy doesn't come from our outside circumstances. Our joy comes from God. And so we need to seek him. Those things that look bleak, man, you can turn on the news today and be devastated if you choose to be, or you can look at that and you can say, God, I know you can recognize and you can acknowledge. I know that that things are tough and it looks bad out there, but God, will you tell me what's really going on? Will you share with me the truth? Will you share with me what I need to be concerned about? Because there might be something happening out there that's, that, that is really bad, but it may not have an actual effect on you personally. And I'm not saying you'd be selfish about it, but ask God, do I need to be concerned about it? Is this something I need to worry about? And let him decide if it's worth really wasting the calories in your brain to worry. I have a few things that I do to help myself stay positive. One, turn off the news. The news media thrives on negativity and they thrive on instilling fear. Negativity sells because it keeps people watching. But be be aware, but don't fill your mind with it. I know I just kind of touched on that, but we really need to know how to deal with what we hear, right? How to assess all of this negativity. And sometimes you just have to turn it off. Sometimes it's just not necessary at all to know any of it. I just need to be in my little bubble. (laughs) 
We need to know what's happening, but we get to choose if we're going to trust Jesus over anything that we hear in the news. I truly think that that's one of the biggest things that I did years ago that really helped me from a stress level point and also to maintain internal peace because I turned off the news. Second, keep a positive attitude and focus on your goals. You'll be much more likely to succeed if you just focus on what you need to do. Don't worry about the outside world. What is it that you need to do? How do you achieve your goals? Get creative in the ways that you're going to achieve them and stay in tune with God and how he wants you to approach it. Surround yourself with positive, like-minded, forward-thinking people. This might look like a business mentoring group or a small group at church, or maybe it's just like-minded friends that you commit to each other that you're going to help each other succeed. If that's the person that the group of people that you can sound off to when you're frustrated with something or the people who will show you a different way in business. Let's say you're really struggling in one area and that business mentoring group, you can take that struggle to them and get four or five ideas of how to fix it, how to change it, how to look at it differently. Even those things are so important to helping you stay positive in your day to day. And most importantly, stay connected to the Holy Spirit and depend on God. When you find yourself worrying about the future or fearful in the here and now, ask the Holy Spirit to tell you what is true and what is right. Ask him to give you the peace that you need, the peace of Jesus that surpasses all human understanding. There are so many ways to thrive, even in a difficult economy. The key is to get educated, be willing to make changes, to change where you are, to get creative, save and invest and be frugal, and most of all, stay positive. If you can do those things, you'll be in a great position for your success. I mentioned earlier the Dream Launcher membership, and I want to say that that is one way that you can truly thrive in a down economy is to invest in yourself, invest in training, in mindset training, and in real skills that could help you build a business. I do that and I help you with that in the Dream Launcher membership. From mindset training to money mindset and how to think of things differently, how to even figure out what kind of business should you start, to also building your business, to creating your website, building your email list, getting the word out, advertising. We cover it all in the Dream Launcher membership, and it's at a very, very low, very manageable price within your budget. Check it out at stephanieferrara.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-F-E-R-R-A-R-A.com. If you're enjoying the Dream Launcher podcast, I'd love to know, would you give us a follow and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify? And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the Empowered Creativity Coach channel and hit that bell so you don't miss the next episode.